0: Placed upon us. And what you bore, we need not bear. We receive our healing this morning. By the stripes of Jesus we are healed. And we declare it to be so. And we resist, and I declare every any spirit that's not of God, a spirit of infirmity or just sickness. I declare that these bodies are the temples of the Holy Ghost. And you are trespassing on ground that does not belong to you. This is holy ground. So remove yourself from this place and from these bodies and be gone in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the Spirit of God flowing and healing, now flowing and increasing in their bodies. I command pain to be gone in the name of Jesus. For those who've been under emotional distress this morning, I declare you healed and whole. That the cast of the care is upon Him, and you no longer have that care. It's no longer yours. Emotionally, be healed this morning. Receive the life and the peace and the joy of our God. And a sign of that joy is laughter. Ha 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 ha. Oh, ha ha ha. It's good to be free. He said he set us free. It's good to be free. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. We just love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you all very much. Glory to God. Well, we're just about afficking to, afficking to, turn the service over. Um, I've been looking forward to this day for uh Quite a while, myself, we have people who travel uh, sometimes very far to to minister to us, and we preached it for everyone God sends who comes here with the word and um, for us and and uh it helps our lives it's good though there's times that we can give in to something that's uh sometimes greater than what we can do and be on our own um, and uh now I call him missionary evangelist because he's a missionary and he's an evangelist. Amen. And I don't he doesn't care if you call him Pastor C. <clears throat> but uh when he gets he, when he goes over to Peru, he's not going as a pastor, he's going as a missionary. Amen. And he's taking that anointing. And uh <clears throat> but you know he has a lot of history with us and uh uh so um <clears throat> I'm I'm just so thankful for the relationship that started many years ago. In a very unusual way. Uh, I'll never forget. And, uh, but that, it was a bigger thing to happen than, than some floor covering. But, you know, um, I don't know anyone, and I've told him this many times, I don't know anyone I'm any prouder of in ministry. Because since I know him so well personally, <clears throat> I know what he had to do and travel through and go through and live, live through life to, to do and, to, and be the man that he is today. And if you don't know this, and many of you do because he's not a stranger here, uh, <clears throat> my friend, uh, Ronald C., my friend is a great encourager to the body of Christ. Yeah. Uh, I told him that years ago. I, I don't think he knew it. I said, of course you know it. <laughs> he said, I, I am. I said, of course you are. And he he has this way of, of just ministering to you and and he served uh, nine years in a, in a leadership position for Cana Land Ministries, for Matt Gubber Ministries, for nine years who's, uh, t- to uh, many men throughout, come from all over the world, whose lives had taken the wrong path and, um, and had brought destruction to themselves, their families. And um, many, many times it was uh, they looked very hopeless. And uh, they, uh, they gave him a name. And so a lot of times a name comes out of something that's uh, is really your character and, uh, and a personal trait that, that we see. And uh, they named him the sea because his last name's C, S-C-A-Y, though. It's, he's the sea of, of love. And they couldn't have named him anybody the sea of love uh, because he loves people. So you don't, you, you, you don't go to uh, where he goes to and his team goes to unless you care about people. I, I don't think they're going there because they heard about the food there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they just really love the mountainous terrain. I mean, and I know it's beautiful there, but I'm just saying. So it, it, it's not, uh, this is not your vacation spot of the world, but uh, uh, when I'm with him <clears throat> through the year when he's not there, this is primarily what comes out of his heart all the time. He, I mean, he's, he can't wait to get there. And then all he talks about is the next trip and the next trip. It just consumes him the next trip. So it's really our privilege and honor. Uh, we're not all called to go, but we're all called to send someone. And you say, Well, I don't feel that call. Well, I, I just gave it to you, so now you are. So <laughs> I don't want to hear that junk again. <laughs> don't look at me with that tone of voice. You're all called to sin if you're not called to go. And if you would go one time perhaps you you'd lose that attitude and wrong thinking. And you would find out probably really how blessed that you really are. I've never eaten anything close to an alpaca and I don't want to. <laughs> but it really isn't about that, although we appreciate the hardship that they're willing to endure uh to do this, but um it's uh it it just it takes a lot of planning and coming together and resources and finances. And so, um, uh, they can't go if if we don't help send them. They're willing to go, but they can't go unless someone's willing to send them. And so, uh, you all know this very well, but uh, the scripture says that the, the sower gets the same reward as the goer. And uh, and I'm gonna be eating at Jim and Nick's while they're gone, I'm sure, one time. So. <laughs> Uh, and how I get the same reward, I don't understand that. But I'm not going to question it or bring it up to God. He might rethink it and send a revised, uh, you know, whatever. So, uh, but, you know, it's just it's just special uh, because uh, what I want you to catch this morning, no matter what he says or he uses as his text, and uh, we might view some pictures, pictures, I guess. yeah, we will. But what I want you to catch is uh, I want you to catch this man's heart. And I happen to know for a fact that um, although... His, his mind is on this trip and his team, and uh, we've uh, taken time to pray these things out. He wants the ones who are going on this trip for to impact their life in such a way that he's not thinking just about his ministry, that when they come back to their home churches, that it, it does something to them that, that changes them in such a way they'll never be the same kind of person ever again, and it'll impact their, their church and their community and their workplace for Jesus. And so you have, to have, you have to have a heart for that. So uh, if you were just looking for someone to go drop off supplies to help people, that would be a very noble thing, and you wouldn't need a preacher to do that. Uh, maybe FedEx or someone could, could be in the ministry. Uh, but we're not just looking to drop off supplies, are we? They are the supply. See, Christ can't go unless he goes in a body. And so, what he's asking is, is will you take me to these people through through you and through your body? And so we are um, uh, we are we are um, thankful for every team member, Brother Bose here this morning, uh, and we're thankful he's this is how many years now, five years for you, and Brother Matt, this WILL BE second third. And Dennis this will be his first year, and uh, t- to go on the trip. So we're. We're so thankful for all these men uh, and their willingness to go and to help and to to give. And it's it's a cost to them. It's not it's not just the easy thing. And, and they want to go. I know they want to go. But uh, we appreciate you and uh, each and every one of you th- that you was willing to lay your life down for someone else. Greater love hath no man. If there was something greater, he would have said it in that verse. He said there is nothing greater than this right here, that you lay your life down for someone else you're no more like Jesus than when you lay your life down for another person who has need, and you can fill the need. So that's the old saying, You say, find a need and fill it. Find a hurt and heal it. So would you, uh, just out of respect for my great friend and yours, would you, would you mind standing up one more time and giving a we love, God bless you, to my friend, uh, Missionary Evangelist Ronald C. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen.
1: You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. I don't know why Jesus loved me so much. <laughs> Whoa. I don't know, you know, people that hadn't gotten saved, you you missing out. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, I just thinking it's so important to just be obedient when God tell you to do something, and I think one of the big mistakes is when we get our head in the way, our big old head in the way of God's plan. Many times when he tell you something, it just, I hope this just helps somebody. One of the things we need to learn how to do is just you know, understand and recognize the voice of God. When, when he speaks to it. That's the first thing Christians need to, to know the voice of God and understand that when he tell you to do something, nine times out of ten, it just ain't going to make sense to your natural head. That's right. But if you just trust him yeah. and just realize that he's smarter than you, he knows something you don't know, mm-hmm. just trust him Amen. and just do what he tells you to do. You're gonna be so happy you did, <laughs> because 11 years ago God told me to do something that just seemed stupid. <laughs> it made so little sense, but today I stand before you, a really happy man. I'm talking about my joy. It's like uh, it's like you put water on a, a hot stove and it starts boiling. And then it bubbles over. <laughs> That's my joy. That's a picture of my joy right now. Uh, for what God has done and what God has brought me, the things he's done, and the way he's blown my mind. And all that he wanted me to do is just say, yes. Even though when it didn't make sense, when it was bigger than me, when, it, when there's no way I could have done it, but to just look to God and say, yes, Lord, i do it. Even though it's so much bigger than me, and, and it's so much far out of my reach, and it don't make a lot of sense to my head, I just said, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it, because you asked me. I'm going to do it, because you said it. If you ever get to that place, you'll never be the same. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad. Put your hands together again. Give God some more glory. The guy asked me, he said, are you ready? Uh, Are you ready? Are you excited about your trip? And I said, um, I said, well, I put it this way. If you ever been to a racetrack and you see a racehorse getting ready to come out that stall, and you can't wait. <laughs> Man, we are going to have a time. <laughs> um, I, I want to do something I wasn't just planning on doing, but I'm just being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, everybody that's supposed to go with me that's in this building, I want you to stand on your feet. All right, stand on your feet. Come up here right quick. I just want you to come up. I'm not going to hold you long. Come on, come on. Quick, 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 quick. I got to preach. (laughs) Listen, look here. Look here, everybody. I want y'all to see. Most of my team team is right here. (laughs) That's going. Only three of them is not in the house right now. I'm telling you, we are going to have a time. Not to mention my son going with me. Come on, come on. Glory to God. Bo's son is not here, but for the first time, his son is gone with us. Come on, somebody. We didn't persuade him. was the Holy Ghost? Spoke to their hearts. We're going to have a... When they come back, this is going to be his first, first time. I think he said you never even flew in a plane. Oh, uh, he, he's not, he's not going to be the same. You're not going to... You're not going to recognize, what is this your wife? Okay, uh, you're not going to recognize your husband when he comes back. <laughs> oh, boy, he's going to be in a daze. He gonna, I tell you what, he's going to have a story to tell. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised next year you're going to say, you're not leaving me. I'm going with you next year. <laughs> I want you all to look here. Amen. God is going to use these men. I am so excited. Uh, what God is going to do. And when, like Pastor said, when they go back, when everybody goes back to their home churches when we come back, I want a fire on them that's going to be so contagious mm. to everywhere they go. Yeah. They're going to they're have an effect in their jobs, in their churches, in their homes. Yeah. It's going to be all about the loss in a dying world yes. in reaching them and setting the captives free, amen. amen. I just wanted y'all to see that. Okay, you can go back to see, Praise God, glory, you, God. To God. glory to God. Glory to God. Real quick, I wanna say I'm proud of Aunt Emily, amen. Yes. You, she has power, Emily, you has power. I taught a message, the power of a woman. And um, Emily, you has power. Matter of fact, you have so much power, you are the one that caused the whole ch- the whole team to go on the date that we're going. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> That's power. You, you you we're going over there on a certain date because of you <laughs> <laughs> merchants I love uh you know, Pat brother Matt said, Pastor C I love you and and I really wanna go. But 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 n- Nothing on the planet <laughs> stop me from being by my my daughter's side when she graduates <laughs> so, and i'm going I'm going too to your graduation amen praise God um I can't say everything I want to say but um everybody here is wonderful I've been to a lot of places but nothing this is the most favorite church <laughs> this is my favorite church to come to come amen I love this this place here um I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for this moment, this time. We're so excited. We're so excited. We're bubbling over with joy for what you are going to do in our lives and the lives that are going to be touched because of this congregation, because of your people that are saying to you, yes. And Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Have your way in the service. Let, let, let us not be the same. Use us to your glory, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I don't, that's, I don't think uh, there was a church last year that gave more than this church. And I don't think there was a church last year that worked as hard as this church worked. And uh, uh, I will never forget what, what y'all did last year um, with the sale, the, the yard sale that rained you out, but you had to have it inside, and, um, and still did really good um, with your, but what I want you, I said that to say is I know you worked hard last year, but I say you gave more than any church, what you just saw, you were more involved with what you saw there than any church. And what y'all helped do, to do last year was those kids that you saw, the, the shoes, we putting them shoes on their feet. They never had a pair of shoes on their feet in their entire life. Amen. And we gave, we, we done more last year than we ever done in the history of my mission ministry. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, put your hands together and glorify Glory to God. This year, this year, we're gonna do something we've never done in the history. We're always done more each year, but this year we're doing something we've never done in the history history of my mission ministry. We, We always told our people overseas to, to, that we are interested in going to the most needed areas. So they decided, we, they they t- taken us to a place that is so remote until we can't drive vehicles in. We've never been to a place that remote before. We've always been able to drive into the, the villages. But this one, this place we're going to go this year is so remote that, that we're going to have to pack animals, packed llamas. And we're going to have to walk up the mountains to get to these next villages that we're getting into. These kids in desperate need of a miracle. And what I found out, we're going to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. When Jesus, this is what I found out, you got mothers over there. And I could see it so plain, God showed it to me. We got mothers over there that need a miracle for their babies. And when our team shows up, we are literally are going to be the miracle that they need. Come on, somebody. Give God glory. And so we are going to, we're, we're going to give out. We're not just going to give them the gospel, but we're going to share not only the gospel, but we're going to share the love of Jesus amen we're going to package the gospel up in a and and we're going to put it in a package of love and we're going to give the gospel with love as we give life uh saving material the material that we're going to give will literally save their life because these are the most poorest people in that country and if they don't get no heat they're going to die those babies and and one blanket will make the difference in life and death. Last year we gave we gave we gave out we gave hats, gloves, shoes, socks. We gave out uh, cream, as you said, uh, for their face, for their damaged skin on their faces. We gave out toys uh, for the kids. We, we want to get to a place where we want, don't want to just give them what they need. We want to give them some things that they would, they, they, they would uh, enjoy. Uh, I think it was the year before, um, God gave um, uh, Matt's wife an idea. Uh, and they took some paper and made some, little, what they call, helicopters, whatever. You throw them and they just spin, just out of paper. Those kids ate it up. <laughs> they loved it. It was just paper. And you just throw it and they just, do it, boy, they just ate it up. Even the adults wanted something. Can I have one? <laughs> I, I mean something so simple because they get nothing. They have we went over there to see what kind of toys they had. Me and Bo. The first time, only thing they had, they played what the only toy that I saw was marbles. I remember that when I was a kid. I don't think they even sell was over here. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but to see this is the thing that's going to melt the hearts and going to change the life of my team. Now, they're going to go through. It's going to be, um, I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> but it's going to be like we're going to have to literally walk through hell before we get to them. But one smile on that face, you're going to forget about all the stuff you went through. You're going to forget about, it's just like a woman having a baby. You forget all about the pain once that gift of life shows up. You, when you see the smile on them baby faces, you're going to literally forget everything you went through. And when you're going to see one say, I could see, or I could hear. Uh, I, you get, see one get up and walk and you see the healing power because through the spirit of love, you see the manifestation of God's power. Glory to God! Amen. And literally, it changes your life forever. Amen. And Bo been going with me for five consecutive years, and it did. It didn't matter what it took. Bo gave uh, gave uh, paid him and his sons' way this year, and that was more than a couple of dollars. <laughs> so we are excited. Amen. Come on, put your hands together one more time. Give to Amen. I want to say, I'll give you a couple of scriptures. Actually, I want to share something that I studied, I think will be a blessing to you. Uh, First of all, let me just do this. Let me just read something. Uh, I think will be a blessing to you. I, I ran across this reading. It says, in 1936, in a small church in South Africa, a pastor was holding a special meeting early in the morning. His office door opened up, and there walked in the evangelist. The evangelist didn't greet the pastor. Instead, he began to prophesy. And this is the words that he said. He said, before Jesus come again, there will be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit greater than anything in all of church history. It will overflow national and denominational boundaries. It will penetrate areas that no one has ever been before. But this movement of the spirit will be carried to the far ends of the earth. And he looked up at that pastor. And he pointed at him, and he said, you will be a carrier of this message. And he walked off. His name is Smith Wickersworth. That was, what year What did I say that was that? How long ago that been? At least 80 years. If that pastor was at least 20 years old, today it would make him what? A hundred. So it's a good chance that pastor that was carrying this message is already dead. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit led me to that message, to that, to that prophecy. And I felt in my spirit that I was supposed to carry it. and And, and to inform the church to, to be a, get excited and expect this move. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. It's going to be a time where you're not going to have to beg people to come to church. Amen. Come on, somebody. There, I want to share with you a few moves of God that took place, and I, wanna, I want you to understand that what I'm going to share with you, have you ever been to a movie Well, they show what you call the trailer or they call it the preview. And and, and it really gets you excited to go and see the whole thing. (laughs) What I'm going to share with you, I want you to keep in mind, what I'm going to share with you, according to this prophecy, what I'm going to share with you is just a preview of what's to come. Amen. Amen. So I want you to get excited about what God is about to do in this last day. Glory to God. I want to share with you something that's so amazing. I I never heard anybody talk about it. But somehow I ran across this move of God. There's three revivals that kind of stands out above all the rest of the revivals. There have been many revivals that have taken place in, in this world. But there's three to me that kind of stand out from all the rest of them. The number, well, well the, I, the number one, well let's just say, first of all, let's just say uh, the Welsh revivals was one of the greatest revival that has taken place, the Welsh revival. We're gonna talk about that one. Go into details a little bit on that one. We ain't got time to go into detail on all of them. But I think a greater revival was after the West Revival was the azusa they called it the Azuzu Street Revival that took place in California, 312, 312 Azusa Street. The greatest revival in church history, I believe, was in the second chapter of the book of Acts uh, on the day of Pentecost. That way, that's when it started. I believe with all my heart that was the greatest revival that ever took place. But according to this prophecy, all those things are just previews <laughs> you need to get excited because i 'm going to share some things with you what, what already happened and and I want you to bear in mind that what you're about to hear is just a preview and you, you Have you ever thought about man, when I get to heaven, I want to talk to some of the old patriots about how that God used them it would it be nice to talk to Moses and Talk, talk to Daniel and talk to Elijah and talk to just these people we read about. But according to this right here, they waiting on us because they want to talk to us about how God used us in that last day. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because according to this, they we ain't seen nothing yet. Come <laughs> on, In the midst of all that we read in the Bible, in the midst of all that took place already. That's just a preview. That's just a trailer of <laughs> uh, what's to come. Can you say, man? Yeah. What, what, what that got to do with uh, outreach? What has that got to do with reaching the laws? Nobody said it better than Brother Hagen. He said, Miracles are the dinner bell yeah. <laughs> for salvation. Come on, somebody. Come on. Nothing gets people saved easier and quicker than a mighty move of God. Can you say, man? All right. In 1904, a man by the name of Evan Roberts was in a prayer meeting. Everybody say prayer. (laughs) Prayer is important. He was in a prayer meeting and he saw, and he had a vision. He had a vision. He saw his country, Wales, being lifted up towards the sky and a hand come down out of the sky and touched it. He took that to believe that God was going to do something great in his nation uh, in his country. So what did he do? He went back to his, his home church to, and to, to have a prayer meeting at his church. But he asked his pastor, could he have a special young people service after the morning service? Best thing that pastor ever done was say, of course you can. <laughs> Not knowing what was going to happen. He says to this, this young kid, yes, you can have a prayer meeting after service. Well, what he did, he shared what he saw, that vision. He shared that vision, and he, and he had a prayer meeting. And only a few people showed up. But uh, God began to touch some of their hearts, began to touch, and some of them broke and cried, and they decided to have it again that night. Well, a few, four more, few more people showed up. They decided to have it the next day. Well, sooner or later, that little church filled up. And let me tell you something, the, the, the um, momentum of the revival began to take off. The, this was a move of God that was so powerful to that country it did something amazing. They, they made it a part of their history. They put this move of God in their history books. Not the secular I mean, not the, the church, but secular, where the, where the kids go to school. That's they, they, a part of their history now. <laughs> this, this was such a move of God until they put it in their history book. My God. First thing happened in this revival. Let me tell you something. When a revival take place, there will be unprecedented change. What, what, what do you mean Unprecedented there will be a change that will take place where you will have to say I've never seen that before <laughs> it never happened like that before yeah. amen and so so that's what happened with this revival the first thing the unprecedented change that took place in that country was the churches the first place that God began to move in was the churches not just the, the, the church where Evan Roberts was at where he was having that meeting it didn't just happen there the churches all over that country, first thing happened, they began to fill up. People began to come. People all of a sudden got hungry for the word of God, and, and churches began to fill up. At the height of this revival, the miners got saved. The people that work in the coal mine, these major coal mines, the miners got, got saved. And let me tell you, why, why did I mention them? Because the thing about the coal miners, they had the most foul mouths you have ever heard. They can't say a sentence without cursing. They were so bad until when they trained the little donkeys, and they, they called it the pit ponies that, that carried the loads out, they would, they would command them with a curse word. They, they curse at the, the donkey and they would they would take off and they are cursing they'll stop and they are cursing they'll do something else because they were trained that way. Well, at the height of the revival, they got saved and all of a sudden they, they didn't have no more cursing in them. They didn't want to curse no more. <laughs> and they had a problem because the coal miners didn't, wouldn't curse and, and the donkeys wouldn't move. <laughs> so the owners of the coal miners had some problems because I was thinking it might be one or two or three donkeys in there, and I read it was like 80 donkeys per mine. <laughs> so what did they have to do? They had to get rid of all the donkeys. And, and buy more donkeys and retrain them. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm talking about that's a move of God. At the height of the revival, it was such an amazing change until the prostitutes got saved. They turned their homes into singing chapels. And when the men came to their home for service, guess what happened? They got sung to and invited to church. <laughs> Glory <laughs> to God. What a move of God it was. This, at the height of this revival, uh, the business hours changed. They started letting people out of work two and three hours early. For what purpose? So they can get to church on time, so they can have a seat. They let them out in time where they can come to church couple of hours early, just so they would be able to get a seat, <laughs> Wow, what are you saying? I'm talking about that was a move that was a move of God at the height of this revival. that was a move of God so powerful until it 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 interrupted a major sporting event. Our most popular sporting event would be called the Super Bowl It's the, probably the most popular. In our country, I don't know how many people shows up, but but at the height of the revival, and they got what you call football. They call it football, but it's soccer, you know. Yeah. But they call it football. It's the most popular sport in that country. At the height of the revival, this sporting event was interrupted. Uh, they didn't have they didn't have their their their, their tournament that year. If you read the history book of the sport, it reads who won it the year before. It reads what it, who won it the year after. But during the height of the revival, in the, sport, in the history book of the sport, it reads revival. <laughs> <laughs> My God, that was a move of God. At the height of the revival, the political rallies the, po- the political rallies had to be canceled because no one wanted to hear anything about uh, speeches and voting. That year, no one voted for nothing. <laughs> the, the, the only thing they wanted to do was to go to church. <laughs> this is a move of God. This is, everybody will tell you, that was search a move of God in that country that they have never heard in the history. This, this was one of the greatest revivals that ever took place. That's why I said this, this is one of the three greatest removal of God. During the height of the revival, the sales of Bible tripled. They couldn't keep them on the ship. As fast as they stocked them, they was buying them, and you couldn't They said you couldn't find a Bible anywhere, not even in the library. Glory to God. What are you saying? I'm saying that was an unprecedented hunger for God. Can you say glory to God? Glory to God. Hallelujah. God showed out. At the height of this revival, the crime rate fell so low yeah. until they had to lay off uh, police enforcement. They had to, the law enforcement had to be laid off. And some of those policemen had to go and look for other jobs because they said they didn't need them anymore. (laughs) Glory (laughs) to God. That was a move of God. Now, what are you saying? I want to stop right here. I want to stop right here. Some people think that the answer to our messed up world is a better president. (laughs) Come on, somebody. I once heard that half of the country is looking to an elephant to change this world. The other half is looking to a donkey when we should be looking to the lamb. <laughs> what we don't need what we really need to change this world is a move of God. Amen. Come on, somebody. God is the only one that has the answer. Can you say amen? At the height of the revival, the the alcohol and drunkenness rate fell so low until the stores had to shut down. that sold alcohol. They sold, they, they shut down and turned their establishments into places where they went uh, to have Bible study and prayer meeting. <laughs> Glory <laughs> to God. Only a revival can do this. Only, only a revival can do this. Uh, at the height of the revival, the, the banks, it's rec- it was recorded in the papers, that the banks reported that long-term debt was, be, was pay, being paid off. I mean, instantly. There was supernatural financial uh, prosperity uh, increase. Debt, supernatural debt cancellation. <laughs> Glory to God. That was our move of God. Glory to God. And then I went... I was so interested in this revival until I kept studying more. I went to other places and I began to pick up more information on this move of God because it was, it was very interesting. And they recorded a man that, that was an eyewitness of this move of God. And I liked what he said. They said, what was, the, what, was the, what was the highlight, the thing that stood out the most to you about this move of God? And this is what he said. The first thing he said was the joy level. He said that was a joy level he'd never seen before. It was so high, the joy level. They said this move of God was so powerful that the, the, the miners that, that went to work in the mines in that deep, dark hole, they said it was just as exciting to go to work in the pit as it was to go to church. Why? Because they could feel the presence of God A mile deep in the ground. (laughs) Glory (laughs) to God. (laughs) This was a move of God. This eyewitness eyewitness also said during during the height of this revival there was no such thing as conflict. There was no conflict among the brethren. He said there was only unity. It was supernatural unity was going on. You can tell it, it was like heaven had came down to the earth. He said, doing this, doing this uh, move of God, he said what stood out to him, he said, during this time, uh, he said, uh, the people didn't care. This is what he said. This is interesting. He said, the people didn't care about uh, material gain. He said, the people didn't care about material gain. They was only focused in their relationship with God. <laughs> glory to God. I find that interesting because that's the same thing that took place in, in the book of Acts when that move of God that's took right. place. Um, and, they, and then he went on to say, um, he, yeah, this eyewitness also said, he noticed too that was no, he never saw anyone sad. That was they, The people wasn't sad, they wasn't depressed, and they wasn't stressed out. He also said, they were not, this was interesting, they was not tired and exhausted. Now listen to me, that's interesting because these church meetings was lasting throughout 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. They lasted to 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. And they had to get up and go to work. And they were not tired. Well, I, I believe this, I believe the reason that, that was, was because, because heaven had came to that, that country. Heaven because that's the way it is in heaven. Nobody going to be tired and exhausted. Nobody going to be stressed out. Nobody going to be sad. There's a prayer that said, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Doing this move of God, that's the way it was happening. The will of God was on the earth. The heaven, it was like heaven was on the earth. They wasn't stressed out. They wasn't tired. They wasn't frustrated. They, They was in, 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 they was constantly going, they was constantly in church all during that, during that day, you know, that evening, all throughout three and four o'clock the next morning and had to get up early and go to work. And they was not tired. They was all excited to go to work. They were skipping because they was excited. There was no, everybody was, and this was like a piece of heaven that came down to the earth. That was a revival. glory to God and this is the the, I I say this for last it's so cool so cool they said the the effect I love this part right here (laughs) they said the effect of this revival the effect of this move of God could be felt by by sinners not just any kind of sinners the worst is of the worst Let me tell you what they said about this one guy. He was a cold-blooded murderer. They said that he was so afraid until he wouldn't even come out of his house. (laughs) They said before this move of God, everybody was afraid of him. But during this move of God, he was afraid of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where is that? Is That is so much scripture. That is scripture because when God, when Jesus met the madman of Gadara, oh. the demons trembled at his presence. Wow. The presence of God was so powerful until the worst of criminals were so afraid to come out of their house. Wow. The, pa- the preacher, they said, the pastor said, I'm coming to his house tomorrow. And what did he do? He came out of his house and ran into the mountains and hid. They say eventually he came out and he got saved. God saved him. But that was one of the most most powerful move of God. But the interesting thing about this move of God, right with the end of that revival, when it ended, another revival was starting out greater than that one. Another revival took, it, was, it came into our country and it started in a, and it broke out And on 312 Azusa Street Mm -hmm. in California, greater than that revival I just told you about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody said, how can it be greater than that one? It was. It was greater than that one. Because they call that revival, the Azusa Street Revival, the modern day Pentecostal. Mm -hmm. It was all about the Holy Spirit. That move of God. During this time of the Azusa Street Revival, uh, during that time, the revelation, listen to me, the revelation of the Holy Spirit was lost. The revelation. didn't say the Holy Spirit was lost. I said the revelation of the Holy Spirit was lost. Just like it was in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Paul said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe?" And they said, we haven't as much as heard whether there be in the Holy Ghost. That's what had happened around uh, uh, 1906. It had got to a place where where no one knew that it even exists. But the Holy Spirit, during this revival, it was a Holy Ghost revival. The Holy Ghost was re-announced and reintroduced to the world. Now, now let me ask you a question. You say, well, how can this revival be greater than the one you just talked about? How can that be? Well, remember what I said. This was a this was this revival was all about the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you a question. Everyone in here. You don't have to answer it, but think about it. Is there anything on this earth more important than the Holy Spirit? Is there anything more powerful than the Holy Spirit? Is there anything smarter than the Holy Spirit? So, so can, can anything else be, you know, that if it's going to be a move of God, it can't be more important than the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you something about this. Miracle, this revival that took place on Azusa Street was all about the Holy Spirit. People came from all over the world to receive the Holy Spirit. It was a different thing when they received the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. Something just came to my mind while I was talking. Something, I saw something when I just said that in my mind, the Lord told me to tell him Where this thing happened at, remember, I said 312 of Susan Street. That was an old barn yeah. with dirt floors. The seats was, board, was boards laid on stumps. Yeah. And, the, and the the stone was, was chicken cranks, where they where he preached the gospel from. And yet the Holy Spirit resided there and people from all over the world came to that place to receive the Holy Spirit. The difference with this, 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 receiving the Holy Spirit in this place, they left operating in miracles, signs, and wonders. Even the little kids, eight, ten, and eight years old, were laying hands on blind folks and they were getting healed. <laughs> I tell you something. The most amazing thing about the show shut down. Have you ever been to a a river and you throw the rock in the water? I mean, said the water was calm, real still, and you throw the rock in the water. What happened? What did you saw? Say it again. And 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 it started from that little old spot, (laughs) and the ripples got bigger and bigger and bigger, and it and you kept seeing the rip. Well, that's what happened during this revival. It's, it's doing this revival that set of ripples that were later raised up great men that would change the world mm. through the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me name some of them, some of these men uh, John G. Lake, John Alexander Dowie, uh, Maria Woodwork Etta, Amos Simply MacPherson, Catherine Kuhlman, William Brannan, A. A.A. Allen, Jack Cole, Smith Wigglesworth, T.L. Osborne, Ryan, all these guys. They were world changers. Mm-hmm. And they had some amazing stories how God used them through the, through the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to tell you one that just stood out to me and I want to share it with you in my closing. Just, and this is something that, Pastor, this is what I'm sharing with you all today is God gave me this. This is just a little sample of what I'm going to be talking about in a Bible study. It's amazing the stuff that God showed me about these moves of God. That he, and I really can't really teach it in the church because I have to leave out so much. But I want to share one quick thing that, that took place under the unction and power of the Holy Spirit, using a man by the name of A.A. Allen. And right here in our state, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, on the fairgrounds, uh, uh, Shambach told the story when he was there, being an eyewitness of this move of God. He said there was a lady that brought a son, brought her son, he was four years old, to this meeting. The worst case he said he had ever seen in all of his life. I'm gonna talk, you talking about how important the Holy Spirit is. I'm gonna show you how important the Holy Spirit is and why this revival was greater. Well, through the Holy Spirit, well, first of all, let me show you the condition of this kid. This kid was born with 26 major diseases. When this kid was born, the doctor said this kid would not see his first birth- his first birthday. He was messed up so bad. He said that uh, this kid... He had a deformed liver, deformed lungs, deformed heart. He said his, 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 his elbow pressed into his, his, his arms was deformed, pressed into his stomach, his knees to his, knee, to his, his chin in a fetal position because he was, he was uh, deformed. And um, he said that he had 26 major diseases. said so his tongue hung out of his mouth. And he didn't have any male organs, Say so he didn't even have eyes. He was deaf. I mean, not to mention he was blind because he didn't even have eyes. He was deaf. He didn't have any male organs, and he didn't have feet. And his mother brought him to this meeting. A.A. Allen didn't even see the kid, didn't even know the kid was even there. This woman had... This woman brought her kids because she heard that A.A. Allen was, was, was holding a meeting. She, she brought her kid there, kind of remind you of Jesus, <laughs> because she, she needed a miracle for her baby. The baby didn't even post to post a, see his first birthday, but he's approaching four years old. So there was no hope. Says so, The baby's heart was in such a bad shape, it was a miracle that this baby was still alive. Brought this kid to this meeting. A.A. Allen didn't even know the kid was even out there. On the last day, uh, the woman told Shambach, said, is the man of God, because see, that was, that was the last day. It hadn't happened. And she asked Shambach, is the man of God going to pray for my son? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. But God uses him in a special kind of way. And I just can't tell you if he's going to pray for him. I don't know. But i tell you this. If he don't, I will personally take that baby to his trailer and have him to lay hands on your, your child. Well, this last night, I mean, this is one of the most amazing testimonies I ever heard in my whole entire life. But if this don't get you excited about the Holy Ghost, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost, Nothing will get you excited about now. You don't even need to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this um, the, the, the man of God came out on, the, on this, he was announced, you know, as a preacher, that, like we announce him. He comes out on the platform and he began to preach. Oh, I love when the Holy Ghost starts moving <laughs> Glory to God. He came out and he started preaching. And in the midst of his preaching, in the midst of his message, he stopped. And he says, and boy, I love this. He said, I'm a being carried away in the spirit. I'm going on. I'm going on a trip. He 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 started seeing a vision, but he was telling the congregation what he was seeing in this vision was so amazing. He shared what he saw in this vision. And he was telling us as it was happening. He was telling us what was happening in this vision. He said, I'm being a carried away. I'm going on a trip, and oh, I see a white building. Oh, I love this. I see a white building. We're moving closer to it, and it's like when he got to this building, his spirit went through the wall. He said, I don't know what it is, and then he went through the wall of that building. He said, oh, I could hear babies everywhere. Babies is crying everywhere. And then he said, oh, it's the paternity ward or something. He could hear babies and oh a child is being born i can see that i can see a child being born doctors are all around the table and this child is being born and and this child is very sick very sick i can hear one of the doctors saying oh this boy won't will not see his first birthday the the i can hear uh, he said now this baby has this is this is a talking now this baby has uh 12 12 Twelve, six, tw- tw- twenty-six major diseases. <laughs> he was saying, he was saying what he saw, and and so he said, oh, I can see his mother. I can, I can. See. He said, they, I can. Where well, he said, I can see one of the doctors saying, this child won't live to see its first birthday, but then he says, he said, but the, but the doctors are wrong. The baby is alive. Then he said. Oh, I could see his mother and another woman with her, and I could see her packing her clothes, and I could see her getting into an old Ford. He's telling us what he's seeing in his vision. And then he said, oh, I could see her coming from Tennessee. I could see her pack going across the Tennessee-Alabama border. I could see, oh, yeah, I could see that old Ford pulling in the parking lot. Woman, you are here. Bring me your baby now. God is going to give you 26 miracles. Oh, <laughs> Glory God. to God. Woo, woo. Wow. <laughs> they put the baby in his arms. And he asked everyone to stand. Close your eyes now. Shambok said, I ain't closing my eyes. <laughs> I've been waiting all week for this. I'm going to pray scripture. I'm going to watch him pray. <laughs> <laughs> so the man of God started praying for this baby and began to pray. He was walking back and forth, praying, holding that baby in his arm. And as he began to pray, he, Shambach, was walking with him. He Shembok said, said, First thing I noticed in his eyes it was like chocolate milk and was spinning like a whirlpool he could see it spinning he saw it spinning like chocolate milk in his eye sockets spinning like like a whirlpool and he said when it when it stopped he said I was looking into the to the eyes of a of a babe, a brown-eyed baby boy. Mm-hmm. He saw it right before his eyes. Eyes created right in front of him. He said, I knew if God would, would would open his eyes that I knew he would pop those ears open. And it happened his tongue went back into his mouth. And he said his, his hands and his legs started popping. And they started coming out. At the same time, simultaneously, and it sounded like cardboard or something, he said. And it began to come out. And all of a sudden, he said, remember this baby didn't have male organs and it didn't have no feet. And all of a sudden, right before my eyes, a baby that didn't have no feet, I saw God put brand new feet on the baby that didn't have no feet. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. And he put the baby put the baby down because it didn't, he was barefooted, because he didn't have no shoes because it didn't have no feet. <laughs> and another miracle took place. Another miracle, amazing miracle took place. When he put that baby down completely healed, another miracle took place. The baby that never saw his mother, never heard his mother, took out the running to his mother and jumped into her arms. And the first word that the child said without anyone teaching her, he said, Mama. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, that place went wow. And all of a sudden, now here come, I can see this sample. Oh, y'all got to hear this. Oh, listen to this here. It's not over yet. Twelve wheelchair victims. When they saw it, without anyone praying for them, all of a sudden stood up like a, a sergeant, completely healed. Everybody went wow. And all of a sudden, all the eyes went over to the scratchers. And I don't think I think he said about 15 scratches they brought in from the hospital. That They was, had terminal illnesses. They were going to die. And they, they was completely paralyzed. When, they, when that happened, they looked over there at them, and all of a sudden, at the same time, every one of them got up out of those scratches. Shambach said something, and I know it was by the Holy Spirit. He said that was a little small glimpse. Or what we're going to see in this last move of God. Amen. That's what I was about to say. Everything that you just heard me say, according to the prophecy of Smith Wigginsworth, all that is just a preview of this next move of God. Amen. The greatest revival that took place in the history of all time, greater than anything I just said, was in the second chapter of the book of Acts. I've never heard or seen anything that can talk the second chapter even what you just heard cannot top the second chapter of the book of Acts but even that itself was a pre- preview of what's to come the Lord told me to be to carry this message what Smith Wiggins was left because he said it's real there'll be some that not going to believe it and those that don't believe it and make fun of it we'll see it but not take part of it <laughs> don't you want to be a part of that don't you, don't you not just want to see it, but you want to be one of those that God used? Glory to God. Don't you imagine the excitement in that day? You can't tell me that Christianity is boring. <laughs> don't tell me that my Jesus is boring and the Holy Spirit. I am excited that I'm a saved man. That, I'm a, that Come on now. I'm a Christian and, and walking with Jesus. Man, we ain't seen nothing yet. The Lord told me to tell the church to get excited. You're going to see people operating in miracles you, you ain't never seen before. Amen. God's going to use your children. He's going to use your mama, your daddy. He's going to use your friends. He's going to use the body of Christ in this last day. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Amen. God bless you. Keep us in your prayers. Amen. Because we're expecting great things. God bless you. Amen.
0: Your appetite. <laughs> I believe we in that. Uh, if you were likened our time, as the church. We're probably in that uh, that last hour. If it was sports, it'd be. If it was football, this way, not this way. Uh, we'd be in the fourth quarter. And sometimes we wonder, like, wh- wh- where 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 is this stuff? I mean, we see a little here, and we see a little there, we see a little here. Well, I, maybe you can liken it to this. It's. Uh, everyone ever microwaved any popcorn? That depends on the wattage of your, uh, of your oven. <clears throat> mine, mine does it like in. Well, I cook mine a little bit longer. Michelle pulls it out. and I said, "You're wasting seed." <laughs> she said, "I don't like something burned." <laughs> so. it's okay Uh, but mine does it in two minutes and a little bit more and I tell you like for the first minute this is nothing it's just round and round and round she goes I, I can smell something I know what I put in there and it talks about you know you can get the you can get the natural you can get the butter then you got the one that says movie theater butter and then you get the one that says, you probably shouldn't eat this. <laughs> That's the one I get right there. <laughs> and then a good cold Diet Coke. You say, Diet Coke? Cut where you can, man. <laughs> so it's going around. It's like nothing's happening, right? Then all of a sudden you go, here, pop. You think, it's got to be more to this than pop. <laughs> I mean, but it gives you a little hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> About another 15, 20 seconds, pop, pop. You think that's four cor- kernels in there. I don't need this bowl. I put it up. I put that in my, in my hand, four pieces. But in that last 30, 40 seconds, Come what happens with microwave popcorn? And that's what it is. You're sitting there, you see a little something here, you see a little something there, you see all them stretchers, you see them wheelchairs, you see that miracle. And all of a sudden, we're in that fourth hour, we're in, in the final 30, 40 seconds. And we, and we just go on being faithful, and we're believing, and we're hungry for it, and we're praying, and we're just... And, but in, we're in that last hour, and I think it's ready to go. You know how it goes. We're going to go from pop.
1: Look at, look, look, look. Pop. <laughs>
0: but I think the rhythm's going to pick up a little bit. Pop, pop, <laughs> pop, 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 pop. It is go. <laughs> like machine gun popcorn. <laughs> It'll take days to sort out the miracles and the signs and the wonders. You know, so I know you got a major testimony. You've never been. I'll see you here, whatever. We'll give you 30 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> Many in line. Woo! Wow. Anybody excited about that? Y'all, ain't excited about that. Come on. Don't act like you're white sometimes. Hallelujah. <laughs> act like you're excited. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Glory. Glory.
0: You say, I don't know how, what to believe about that. You, you know, <clears throat> there's a generation that will be alive when Jesus comes. A lot of events has got to take place according to the scripture. It's going to be an exciting time to be alive. You, you understand what I'm saying? And Star Trek just came out with a new movie, right? Or what do they call it? Who went? Y'all went? Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) Come on now. Help me where I need help. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars. What's it called? Force Awakening. Awakening. But you know, Hollywood couldn't put a picture together of what this is going to be like. You know, Jesus is just sitting on the right hand of God, right? That's where really God can't get up. He said, get off my hand. No, i said, no, just kidding. He said, but Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God, and he's just waiting for one thing. Go. That's it. Right? That's it. Man, and when he comes down, you know, he don't touch the ground. That's right. He comes in there. He talked about this hovercraft. He's in there, and he calls up the church to be with him. Oh, wow. Now, you may be one of those who are going to stay. I'm going. <laughs> I mean, people say, well, are we gonna? You know, I mean, we may stay. Well, you can have what you say. <laughs> there's, a, there's a meal up there waiting. going to go last seven years. I don't care how many carbs it has. No waiting. <laughs> you don't want to miss that. But, but he, he's going he's gonna to come, and we're going to ascend to him. In a twinkling of an eye, we're going to go thousands and thousands of miles. And this body, you're going to lose it. And you're going to get a new spirit body. Man, you talk about uh, you know they uh, they talked about the automobile. Why it never needed to be such a thing? Because they said if if there was a mechanism that could travel over thirty five miles an hour, and if a person was to put their head out of the of the window, they thought a human would suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> so they was all over you know, Mr. Ford. You don't we we don't need this thing called an automobile. You'll you'll be responsible for people suffocating all over the world. You get something to go on 40 miles an hour, stick their head out, <laughs> they're, they're gone. Can you imagine us going? <laughs> That's anointed spit, by the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's time to get excited. Yes it is. It is. It's time to get excited. And here's the big thing. This ain't this last move, this ain't the Or Roberts and the A. Allen's and the Smith Willis This is the body of Christ thing. Exactly. This ain't this ain't some marvelous show. This is the the smallest ones from children's church all the way up. I I know in this children's church I know what they're being taught. I mean they know Jesus loved me. This I know what the Bible tells them. They know that that's wonderful. But they're talking about a mood of God, that God is not in a bad mood, and how He wants to use them. They're being taught all this. Hallelujah. So Hallelujah. We're gonna receive one big offering. And I know I hardly never use this word ever. I don't know if I've ever used it in an offering. Would you be willing to make a sacrifice to help here? If I were me to suggest anything to you, I won't do that. I trust the Holy Ghost more than my suggestions. But would you be willing to make a sacrifice?